They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Welcome to the Convini Boys podcast, where my friend Mike and I share the latest and greatest from Japan's amazing convenience stores. In this week's episode, we take a trip to Hawaii with 7-Eleven. Mike wonders whether it's safe to eat shelled shrimp, and I review my local Dunkin' Donuts following its renovation. Now, let's head off to the Convini. They're the Convini, they're the Convini, they're the Convini, they're the Convini Boys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Not too shabby, Mike. Uh, big news here. Hit balls for the first time all year <sighs> yesterday. And uh, I got to tell you, swing is okay. Swing is hanging in there. Balls were in the air. A lot of them even went roughly where I was aiming. So I got the got a golf trip coming up with the old man Oh, in two weeks. And so uh, can't look a fool out there. No. Yep. So, nothing more humbling than losing by 30 strokes to your 70-year-old father. (laughs) This guy's been a six handicap for 40 years. Damn, Probably 45 years. That's impressive. Yeah, very boring golf. It's fairways and greens. This guy never misses a fairway. It pisses me off. Man, that's amazing. I I actually, um, speaking of that, I, I don't know if I told you this, my... My father-in-law, who's not as great of a golfer as your father, but um, he uh, he sent me a text and just of his score, like one day, and I like read it, and he he hit a seventy-seven, which for him is like Whoa. the best he's ever hit, and he's played thirty years, and That's the best he's ever score. hit, right? And the best he's ever hit until now is eighty-four. So he's played for thirty years, and then he just comes out with a seventy-seven. Like, just right. golf is Whoa, a strange a little, game, right? Little... He said he was touched by the hand of God, so I don't know. <laughs> He's not one to lie. I will say he is not one to lie. I, I think he just had one of those, you know, streaks. But um, that's awesome, man. Oh, that's going to be so cool. Where are y'all going to play? Uh, Nova Scotia. Mm. Canada. Yep. Oh, so man. should be... Uh, and then Karen and I are sticking around for a week to do some hiking around... Uh, there's a big uh, national park out there, so. We'll oh that. man, yeah, that sounds amazing. Damn, yeah, should be fun. Haven't haven't been out of the country for three years. Wow. So yeah, going to Canada. I guess that. All right, man. Well, hey, have fun. Um, not much going on over here. Got back from the states. Had no jet lag. I don't know what happened. You know, I went over. Had none going there. None coming back. Just superhuman, superhuman, you know, pr- pristine condition. Um, and uh, yeah, so got back and um, what's been going on, man? Just rainy season. Talk about take uh, the, you know, the uh, the spirit out of you. Get back. Rainy season. I was in the States. I was out on my porch until like 845 and the sun's still up in here. It's just like, just, you know. Well, soon enough, you're going to be sweating your balls off. <laughs> under the japanese sun so yeah yeah to lots to, lot to look forward to yeah man all right well um enough with that let's get down to business matt we got we got conveni to talk about again this week and uh matt excited to say we got we got another couple interesting campaigns coming out um matt what am i talking about first 
we've been following 7-Eleven on their sort of streak of uh, across Japan sort of tour that they've been going on. We, we, they went to Kyushu. They went to Okinawa. Italy. Now to Italy. And they've all been done with these great sort of features on their site. We often ridicule them for their poor website. Um, but uh, these are great. And Matt, we've got the Aloha na Gurume de Hawaii. Um, uh, and this, uh, Matt, as you can see on the site here, in the top right, you come to this site, beautiful picture of Hawaii. They've actually got some BGM if you want to turn this on. You click this, you're hearing some, you know, Hawaiian music to get you in the mood as you sort of scroll down here. Um, and Matt, um, oh, and they've created a new word, Hawaii ne. Hawaii e ne. Hawaii is good. Oh, you know? got it. Um, <laughs> um, and Matt, uh, they've they're they're showing uh, this this mascot, um, little Shaka Chan here. Who? What is this guy? And what's he doing? Well, Shaka Chan. Everybody knows the Shaka. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused, we were talking about earlier, Mike, the Shocker. But the Shaka yeah. is mm-hmm. the you know you got the thumb and the pinky. That's what mm-hmm. this guy is. It's it's a it's a hand with flip flops. Mm-hmm. Swim, sh- swim trunks, and mm-hmm. uh, his his hair is mm-hmm. uh, five fingers, and uh, gosh, I could use a trip to Hawaii with that alarm going off for the fourth time this morning. Um, but he has an interesting origin story, Mike. Shaka-chan yeah. was a mm-hmm. Japanese salaried man, and he was in the grind, depressed, sad, full of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And he saw a poster about a trip to Hawaii, and oh. you know, Mike, he uh, he uh, he took he took a chance, and he he hopped on a plane, and he went to Hawaii, and he was walking around the beach in his in his Japanese suit, mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere, a nice Hawaiian, also made of a hand with mm-hmm. a shaka, said, uh, "Aloha." Oh. And before you know it, Shaka Chan, he's out there, he's he's paddling boats, he's out there fishing, he's playing volleyball, he's doing a lot of fun stuff that you do in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And uh I don't think he ever goes back. I never watched the end of the video, <laughs> everybody should check it out, but I think he stays in Hawaii, which a lot of people wind up doing. That's true. So uh it's an inspirational story. I think this is a, a co-produced campaign with the whole, yeah, Hawaii Tourism Authority. This is this is not just about fun Hawaiian products. This is about getting people to Hawaii. Yes. Yes. And specifically, I think we we figured probably from Japan it seems, especially from this origin story, which you did not make up. This there's actually a book, I think. There's like a telling his story. Um Yes. So Shaka-chan is here to say aloha to everyone. So let's get into the goods, Matt. We're going into the Shoheen lineup here. Matt, we're going to see some classics from Hawaii. Top of the line. Roko Moko. And this is the Roko Moko Don. Um, Roko Moko is a hamburger with a um, sauce. Uh, what's a sauce? It's a uh, Hollandoise sauce. No, I don't know. What, what soy is this? Lokomoko sauce. Locomoco sauce, which I think is kind of like a Hollandoise sauce. Um, Hollandoise. All right, let's just keep going. Hollandoise sauce. Holland, yeah, okay. And it's got, you know, it's got the egg, and this is all on top of a Hollandaise sauce. That's this this isn't anything like Hollandaise (laughs) sauce. (laughs) What's the? What is the? 
Holy it's often you find it on like almu rice and stuff like that. What ketchup? is ketchup? Oh, no, you're no, talking the brown, about, uh, the, the brown, brown sauce. sauce. Yeah, that's um, demi glaze. Demi glaze sauce, not the Hollandaise. This is a. Uh, <laughs> This is uh, sort of like a demi-glaze, but not really. This is Rocomoco sauce. Yeah, you got a burger and you've got, um, yeah, usually like a, a soft-boiled egg on top of a, you know. All right, let's keep going. We got the spicy poke bowl salmon, Matt. Poke bowl, you know. Poke, very famous in Hawaii, especially among the Japanese, because, hey, it's fish and it's delicious. On rice, awesome. We've got the mochiko chicken omusubi spicy sriracha sauce, Matt. That's right. That is a uh, onigiri-style folding of rice with chicken and egg and sriracha sauce. It looks actually good. I don't know. Is sriracha sauce a Hawaiian thing? I didn't... I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so, too. We got fried rice balls, Matt. Mm. Fair enough. We've got siamine, which I don't actually know what this is, but it said it's a Hawaiian-style noodle dish. Looks like a cold noodle. Or looks maybe good. it's a hot noodle. Yeah, it does look really nice. Um, we have the Likoi Rare Cheese Fashion passion Fruit Sauce. Um, just looks like a nice like pudding sort of thing. Um, very, very nice. We've got the Coconut Butter Mochi. We've got the Malasada. And then we've got some Hawaiian-style ring donuts. Um, Matt, what are your thoughts looking at this lineup? Are you liking it? Are you not liking it? What, what, what are your thoughts? I really like it, Mike. You know, this really makes me want to go to Hawaii. I think they nailed it. I love Lokomoko. Mm-hmm. Nothing mm-hmm. better than going into a little Japanese cafe. Mm. Little mom and pop shop, usually run mm. by somebody in their late 20s. Mm-hmm. And uh, inevitably, you'll find Lokomoko on the menu. Yes. Always a solid item. You got the rice, you got the hamburger, that sauce. Always very tasty. Mm. Kind of similar to taco rice. You either see taco okay. rice or loco moco. Yeah. Both are great. The one thing I think they're missing, Mike, mm-hmm. and I don't know why they're missing it, is shave ice. Shave right. ice is the best mm-hmm. cuisine mm-hmm. in all of Hawaii. And the world yeah. deserves access to shave ice. This should be a priority. It's so good. You get the <laughs> scoop of ice cream. Which is what makes it different than Italian ice. I know people, well, you got Italian. No, we don't have shave mm-hmm. ice because you don't get the scoop of ice cream. Plus, yeah, the ice is fluffy because it's shaved. Mm-hmm. Japan has fluffy ice. It's called kakigori. Yes. I suspect the origin of shave ice is kakigori because there are a lot mm. of Japanese people in Hawaii. I don't know that for sure. Yeah. It's just speculation. Right. Why don't we have kakigori with a scoop of ice cream at the conbini? I don't know. Is it too hard to pull off the shave ice in a convenience store? Probably. Hmm. I don't know. But I was a little disappointed not to see kakigori. Yeah, that's interesting. That's actually a very good question. Or Is blue something... seal ice cream. At least put some blue seal ice cream in there. Yeah, there, there, are, there are a few notable absences oh, here. Oh, blue seal. Um, I'm sorry. That's, that's Okinawa. That's not Hawaii. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, yeah, there's some notable absences here, um, but in general, I thought it was a very well-rounded um, presentation of sweets and different flavors, different things. I don't know about sriracha. Yeah, I think this is, I, yeah, but um, much better than their Okinawa 
um, presentation, which was specifically brown sugar, Matt. I, I, I don't know if you yeah. remember that. Um, so really happy to see that. But overall, just great job, 7-Eleven. Um, all right, Matt. We've got one other thing I want to talk about this week. Not a campaign, but hey, we don't hear a lot of stuff out of Daily Yamazaki. Um, but there's no doubt Daily Yamazaki is the king of bread. And Matt, there is one item that Daily Yamazaki makes that uh, is having quite the renovation. Matt, we've talked about it before. We're talking about the lunch pack, Matt. Um, and remember, a lunch pack is a sandwich, but if you took off the sort of the crust and then you sort of fused it together to make a sort of pocket of bread, um, and then inside of that, you've sealed in some sort of thing, some sort of condiment. In this case, Napolitan spaghetti mat. You know, you just put that in there. Um, let's see what else you can get. You can get uh, peanut peanuts, butter. peanut butter. You can get ham and mayonnaise. You can get tuna mayonnaise. You can get egg, Matt. But Matt, what's exciting about this? This is, they're doing an Omori promotion here, Matt. Well, what they're doing, they're taking the lunch pack, which is already barely holding that stuff in there. And they're, you know, they're, they're putting 50% more in some places, in some cases, 100% more filling inside of... <laughs> they're doing the double... Double there. Look at this. We're getting oh, double yeah, the ham. See double, yeah. Oh, double the thickness of the ham. Double right, the so thickness of the ham. So, um, you know, Matt, I wanted to give a shout out to Daily Yamazaki. Some of these pictures don't look great. I gotta say, we were talking about this before. Um, what? How do you feel about this? What are your thoughts on lunch pack and this? Uh, and what, what we're looking at? I've never had lunch pack. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think it came out of the post-war period where Japan didn't have a lot of resources and so um, you wind up with a product like this. It's kind of like an onigiri with bread though if you think about it Hmm. where instead of rice you have white bread and they made it into a pouch and they're stuffing it with stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah I've never had one so I can't say if it's good or bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say it doesn't look all that good. It looks pretty highly processed um, oh, there's that alarm again, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'd want to pick one of these up. If I were, you know, I don't know. If you're like a miner and you want something <laughs> that's easy to eat on the go, actually, that's not a bad way to position these as an on-the-go lunch because you can just pop it out of the bag yeah. and mm-hmm. snack on it like an onigiri. Yeah, I, I think you uh, actually. Sort of went through an interesting process there. It's a Western onigiri. Yeah, maybe this is a Western onigiri. Um, And when you put it like that, hey, this does sound a little bit better. I'm not a fan as well, you know. um, I think if I was like, yeah, like five or six, and it was like eat a a normal sandwich or eat one of these, I'd probably eat one of these. Yeah, if you're like 40 in a lunch pack. Right, you know. Like that just doesn't seem right. You just eat a real sandwich, you know. Why, why do you need a strawberry jam and margarine stuffed, you know? I'd like to see a, I'd like to see a correlation analysis of 40-year-olds who eat lunch packs and 40-year-olds who watch adult anime content. It's probably a very strong correlation there, right? I'm making that up. 
Yeah, that. <laughs> there's a lot of interesting correlations you could you could try to draw from this. I, and I'd be interested to see the data because, um, yeah, if you're 40 and eating a lunch pack, like what's going on? That is. <laughs> That's a very All good right. point. Let's move on. Let's go on yeah. to more interesting products, Mike. It's time for the Chicky Wars. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of chickies that have come out this week, and we're going to pick up from last week because we didn't we didn't have an episode. Yep. All right, Mike. First up, Family Mart. We got the Zaku Zaku Jaga Crispy Chicken. Zaku, of course, crispy, and then they put crispy in katakana, so they're doubling down on crispy here, Mike. Plus, they got the jaga, that means potato. So they got a crispy potato coating around their boneless chicken. What are your thoughts on this one, Mike? All right, Matt. So I got to be honest. Um, and again, to just sort of walk people what we're looking through, it almost looks like you have like a chicken tender mm-hmm. that on the outside you have sort of like embedded like rice krispies or something. I was just like thinking that. rice krispies, yes. Right. Like, um, so, all right. I had a big, you know, turnaround on crispy chicken, um, family marts, crispy chickens. Um, if you remember at first I said, they're no good. Then I had them again. I actually came back and said, look, this is maybe like a 3.5 or four, um, item. And, um, this is originally we had just the plain and the, the spicy, but now they're coming out with a new one. I got to say, I'm a little bit excited. The outside kind of freaks me out a little bit um you know um i think we've seen this sort of technology maybe on um you know american dogs and mini stop maybe close to something like this but this is pretty uh pretty wild the the sort of uh crispiness that we're looking at here well, I'll tell you what. If you zoom in close enough, these these start to resemble tiny little potato chips. And if they're able to pull that Ooh. off where they've created tiny miniature <laughs> potato chips that adhere to the outside <laughs> of a boneless chicken, I'll tell you what. That sounds damn good. But I don't know if we're there yet, Mike. I think we might have another five, ten years before that kind of technology really develop. yeah so and if we I, do i i gotta say if, if that technology is developed can you imagine what calby is going to be trying to do they're going to be trying to put every flavor of chip they've ever created well we'll be looking at it we'll be looking at an interesting chip flavor later in today's episode so hold <laughs> okay. that thought all right mike more chicky coming up this time yep. out of mm-hmm. lawson yep we got karage kun known flavor number 269 Making mm-hmm. that up, no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. French salad dressing, Mike. Now, oh. what is French salad dressing? In America, French salad dressing is orange goo. Yeah. That's uh, sweet as candy. It's like melting a creamsicle over lettuce. But I guess the Japanese have a different perspective on French salad dressing. I did look up some recipes, and it's pretty much oil and vinegar. Okay. Which, I mean, that's the basis of all salad dressing. Right. But that appears to be the case. They they emphasize the vinegar flavor. Mm-hmm. And there's that sapari mm-hmm. hoshitaaji, mm-hmm. they say there. So, um, I guess a little sharp, vinegary uh, karaage-kun here. What are your thoughts on this one, Mike? Matt, I'm I'm not I'm drawing a blank here. I don't know what to expect from this. 
I mean, I guess you just laid out what we might expect. Yeah, but maybe a little bit of vinegary taste on kind of just a a basic flavored chicky mat. I don't know. I don't have high hopes for this. I got to be honest. Um, oh, I disagree. Really? I, okay. I, I think this is going to be quite good. I mean, the, the it's it's heating up out there. Mm-hmm. So to have a nice little sharp, little little refreshing flavor along mm. with the fried chicken, I think sounds kind of nice to cut the cut the richness of hmm. the of the chicken, the fried chicken. Okay. I think it sounds pretty good. Not to mention the package here is outstanding. You have Karaage Kun, mm-hmm. his his little hair. What are that little rooster hat? It's a leaf of lettuce. Oh, that and is... And this guy is being tossed in a salad bowl with broccoli, tomatoes. Oh, as always, one cherry tomato. <laughs> some peas and a cucumber. You know, he's getting doused in that, in that, in that salad dressing there. I think, I think this will be nice. All right. I, I can see, I see where you're, what you're saying. All right. And then last chicky up, Mike, we're backtracking to last mm-hmm. week. We got the... Uh, Potty, chicky, spicy, chili sauce, chicky out of Lawson. The spicy chili sauce, Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? This looks damn good, I'll tell you that. It does. All right, Matt. We covered the party chicky when it first came out. <laughs> and now we have the spicy chili sauce new flavor. Um, Matt, I wasn't a fan, if you remember. We had high hopes for the original party chicky which is supposed to be extra crispy, sort of like an agatori from 7-Eleven. Unfortunately, it just wasn't crispy enough. And it was it was way too much just dough or breading. It was like 50% breading. You got one little sliver of chicken in there. Wasn't great. But I'm hoping when they come out and they're bringing out the spicy chili sauce flavor of party chicky from Pico, Pico Taro is coming together again to help with this. I... I agree. It does look damn good. Yeah, Mike. And like you said, they're bringing out the big guns to push this one. We got our pineapple apple pen guy. Mm-hmm. You're saying this guy's name is Pico Taro? Yes. Okay, yeah. I mean, whatever you think a <laughs> pedophile looks like, you don't need to imagine much more than this. This guy is pumping this potty chicky here. And um, To yeah, celebrate... I- 20 million party chickens sold, right? Oh, That's pretty that. impressive. 20 million. I just did that math. Yeah, 20 million. <laughs> 22,000 times 10,000. That's 20 million? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Check no, I'm out. sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 20 hey. million party chickies sold. That's Jesus. Crazy, right? All right. So that's, okay. that wraps up the Chicky Wars, Mike. Uh, it's now on to the new item scoreboard. What are the numbers looking like this week? All right, Matt. I'm going to hit you with them. Family Mart, 46. Lawson, 36. 7-Eleven, 118. Mini Stop, 23. Daily Amazaki, 8. Seiko Mart, 5. And New Days, 20. What are your thoughts? Everybody's playing right in their wheelhouse. No big surprises this week, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I agree. All right, Matt. Well, then, let's waste no time heading over to our winners and losers, Matt. Why don't you tell me what we're looking at for your loser? Hmm. Yeah, Mike, this is out of 7-Eleven. And uh, I mentioned potato chips here, Mike. We're looking at potato chips. We have Ryu, which is a spicy chili oil. 
mm-hmm. mayonnaise beef flavor. Okay, <laughs> and uh, just to kind of walk through the packaging here, they have they have a big dish of Ryu chili oil, and then a pile mm-hmm. of beef on a plate with a big dollop of mayonnaise. Uh, somebody somebody needs to explain this to me, Mike. Is this is this a thing? Is is spicy chili oil and mayonnaise commonly served with beef? Are either uh, of these ever served with beef? Who has ever done this? I I I don't understand this flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the top right corner of the bag, they have chopsticks holding a cube of beef. Yeah, slathered in mayonnaise, dripping in chili oil. I'm just thinking that looks disgusting, and I've never seen that in my entire life. So I don't know how this flavor – What I'd like to know what inspired this flavor. I mean it looks like something I'd probably eat about five bong hits into the evening if I had the ingredients. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But otherwise, no way I'm touching this. Yeah, Matt. Um yeah, okay. When you first when I first pulled this up, I was just kind of looking trying to figure out what was going on. And um no, I don't think any of these three things even go together in pairs. Like Exactly. Right? Like they're it's already a mismatch if it was just two of them and then the three of them. And I agree, like that looks awful. That beef, a really nice looking piece of beef with that Mayonnaise That's on a top? good point. You would never even see a pair of either. If you set up like a three-dimensional matrix, at mm-hmm. no point would these overlap. You would never pair Ryu with mayonnaise. You would never pair mayonnaise with beef. You'd never pair beef with Ryu. There's no combination amongst these three ingredients. Right. And meanwhile, you got you got a cow dressed in a suit holding a big old beer. You got to be about four beers in before this looks good. Yeah, I agree. I unless we're missing something, unless and the only thing that I would think is maybe we're missing. Maybe this is like a Korean thing that's become popular. That's the only sort of. Oh, that's an interesting thought. That's the only sort of yeah thing that I'll throw out there as being possible because no, I've never seen this. I've never heard of this. It doesn't sound good. Yeah, man, this is this is a very bizarre one, and um, this is. Yeah, at least temporarily a loser, unless somebody, unless any of our listeners can be like, "Hey, look, no, this is actually, this is actually awesome." Please tell us. Yeah. All right, Matt. Well, going on to my item this week. This is Seven Eleven. Um, I've been picking up a lot of sandwiches recently, Matt. Um, we've got the garlic shrimp sand, Matt. Um, and what is this? Well, let me just describe. We've got. A sort of a roll, you know, um, you know, like a uh, sub sub roll. Um, we have three shrimp, and those are still have the shells on them. Matt, these are no, shell. Don't. How could they yes. have the shell on them? I don't know. They still have the shells on them. So apparently they <laughs> apparently these are you can eat these with the shell. Um, then you have uh, looks like some fried onions, and then on the bottom you got some some carrot marinade, which I guess is like some carrot slaw of some sort. Um, Matt, okay, so Seven Eleven went to Hawaii this week, right? And garlic shrimp is definitely a Hawaiian staple, I'd say. 
and I actually when I when I picked this for my loser, and then um, and then I was like, oh, they picked up Hawaii. Maybe this is one of the items from the the Hawaiian um, thing. But no, this was just a this is just a loner item here, Matt. And yeah, the thing that got to me was the shells still on. This just seems bizarre. I know that like. If you're eating garlic shrimp, just the garlic shrimp, sometimes they cook them with the shell on, but then of course you like peel them off or they're deep fried enough that they, that it doesn't matter. But these are almost like sauteed or like marinated shrimp with the shells still on. If that didn't sound like something to put in a sandwich, how about you, you put it under a bed of, of carrots? I, that sounds, I don't know. Uh, actually, I thought this looked really good. Oh, okay. And I was surprised that you picked this as a loser. I like the idea of a of a carrot slaw with sh- garlic shrimp on top. I did not realize that the shrimp were still in the shell. And yeah. yes, the description says you can eat the shell. Eat which the shell. I think I think they're gaslighting customers to eliminate a processing step in their production right? facility. That is outrageous. It actually seems like it would not only be gross to eat the shell, but maybe dangerous because you could, I would think, choke on them. Then again, I do remember eating at a party in the Noto mm-hmm. a giant bowl that somebody brought out just a bowl of fried fish bones, small okay. fish bones, mm-hmm. and there was no meat on them. It was just fried fish bones, hmm. salted. And um, you just chow down some salt and uh, eat them kind of like potato chips. So I don't know. Maybe maybe in Japan you maybe are eating the, the shells of shrimp. I got to believe they, they probably also still have a little feet on them. Well, uh, that's what I was just trying tell. to figure out here, yeah, Matt. And I don't in. know. I don't know. God help us. There's no way that they would have the heads. Well, the heads. Right? I would that would be... That would be absurd, right? But it's well, difficult to tell from this if they're picture. Not gonna, if they're not going to take the shell off, why would they take the head off? I don't know, man. I don't know. I I, uh... I bet the head's still on. Oh, God, that would be awful with those whiskers trying to bite into <laughs> the... Oh, Maybe that's why they put the carrot in, because the carrot, the shredded carrot, it kind of, it's kind of like a little shrimp kinda whisker. Similar, so maybe yeah. a, a little... Chides it. There? Yeah, you yeah. Don't know if you're chopping a carrot or a whisker. Oh. All right. Well, this is a mystery. We're gonna have to <laughs> talk to someone who tried it. Maybe the super salary man picked it up for some reason. But all right. Okay, Matt. Going on to your winner. What are we looking at this week? Yeah, this is out of uh, New Days, Mike. We're looking hmm. at a uh, lemonade cruller. This is a donut oh. that tastes like uh, has a lemonade flavor. And um, you know, Mike, it's it's summertime. It's getting hot, mm. and I want to feel refreshed, but I still want to enjoy a donut. Mm-hmm. And you know, a double chocolate glaze isn't going to do the trick. Mm-hmm. So here comes the lemonade cruller. I'll tell you what, slap a sprig of mint in my iced coffee, and I'm skipping down the streets while sweat pours down my butt cheeks with this thing, Mike. I'm a, I, I like the look of this. This, this is an... I think this is, I would call, an innovative flavor in the donut category. I agree. And it's one of those that when you hear it instantly, you're just like, yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. That sounds really, really good. 
Oh, man. Wow, what a pickup here. Ekina Cafe, Beck's Coffee Shop, Calabo. Um, Seto Nai Lemon. They're using the lemons again from Seto Nai. How do they have so many lemons to, like, send out all over the country? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Iwate's got charcoal. Seto Nai's got lemons. Yep. <laughs> and salt. All right. Well, Matt, hey, this looks absolutely outstanding. Um, <clears throat> is the cruller, is that like a, a type that people would know in the States, or is that Excellent more of a Excellent question. Jeopardy? No, the cruller is a well-known donut. Um, okay. Yeah, it's got a, it's it's a much, it's an airy donut, so you, you, you pull it apart, and it's nice and light, which mm. I think fits with the lemonade flavor, because you don't want a big, heavy donut with lemonade. You want something light. Yeah. God damn. Mm, man. Perfect. Perfect for the summer. Great pickup, Matt. All right. Going on to my winner today, and I'm just going to say that this is not a new item, Matt, but it's just one that I don't think we've had the chance to just kind of like riff on for a little bit. So, Matt, this is 7-Eleven. Um, we've got <laughs> Al Fort, Matt. Um, Al Fort. There, apparently, this is a new item. This was on the new item list. I don't believe it because it's just the family pack, Matt. I think they just started selling the family pack. Whereas before they were just selling the small ones. So what is Alfort, Matt? Alfort is, it's half biscuit and half chocolate, Matt. And yeah. you know you know it so well. It's I mean, good, yeah. It's really good. It's great. And so you're getting a thick, thick chocolate on the top there. Maybe about, I'd say a quarter <laughs> inch or maybe an eighth of an inch. And then, but then you have an even amount of biscuit on the bottom and it's a sizable biscuit you know this is not just a teeny little guy this is you know it's a sizable one and usually you put it in your mouth you maybe bite in half or you put it in let it kind of like dissipate a little bit and it comes in two flavors match you got the the light blue which is the milk chocolate oh those are flavors i didn't realize that oh yeah you've got the the light milk chocolate and then you've got the dark blue which is like the deep Mm-hmm. chocolate flavor and everybody has their favorite you know i'm more of a i start with the light blue go to finish with the dark blue matt um anyways as you can tell i'm a huge fan of alfort i don't think you know i don't even think it made into the um the combini uh tournament and that's kind of the reason i thought hey we got to talk about alfort um so anyways man you know what, what else can i say yeah alfort's great it's one of those items that you, that I commonly pick up on a long Shinkansen ride. Ooh, uh, yeah. But uh, the the only downside to this, Mike, is it's got the double packaging where the big bag has individually wrapped Alforts. Right. And so you're not just reaching in there and grabbing a bunch of Alforts. You're grabbing an Alfort that you have to unwrap. <laughs> yeah. Which actually isn't a bad idea to limit the consumption of Alfort, because otherwise you're just stuffing these things by the handful right into your face. Exactly. You gotta exactly. peel one off. Now the consequence of that is, you know, I don't know, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Actually, I don't know what Japan does with its trash. I got some pushback on a newsletter recently about what Japan actually does with its trash. So I could be entirely wrong. But um, the double packaging is the only downside I see here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I am. Um, great. Alfort's great. But I will actually now think in the summer, can get a little messy. These things can melt quick. So, um, all right, Matt. So, uh, hey, hey, praise to Alford. If you're in Japan, you never had Alford. What, what exactly are you doing? Um, and if you come to Japan, pick up some Alfords. The family pack. 
All right. The family back. All right, Matt. All right, Mike. Um, instead of uh, At the Gemba with Mike this mm-hmm. week. Oh, wait. Are we doing At the Gemba? We are not doing At the Gemba. We're okay. doing Matt's Donkeys. Matt's Donkeys this week. Okay, Mike. Everybody knows that Dunk- Dunkin' Donuts rebranded mm-hmm. uh, per a recommendation by, I think, Accenture, which cost a billion dollars or something like this to go from Dunkin' Donuts to Dunkin'. <laughs> And as part of the rebranding effort, they've been renovating all of their shops. And recently, my neighborhood, my neighborhood has one, two, three, four Dunkin' Donuts. Mm. Three are within less than a quarter mile of each other. In fact, much less than a quarter mile of each other. (laughs) Still lines out the door. That's how much demand there is for Dunkin' Donuts here in Cambridge, Boston. But my preferred Dunkin' Donuts on Alewiper Parkway recently renovated Mike, and I want to share what the interior of a Dunkin' Donuts is now looking like. Okay, because this is a huge transformation. So I'm, first, I have no idea. yeah, the rebrand. There it is, Dunkin'. They're sticking with the double D though, so oh. it's Dunkin' DD, Dunkin' <laughs> Double D. Okay. They got the wood paneling, the wood paneling you see on every new luxury condo complex around this town. And in a hundred years, we're going to be thinking, why did we ever do that? It's so ugly. Okay. They went with that look. Okay. Mm -hmm. Faux wood paneling. Great Mm. choice. Mm -hmm. And then the nice beige into beige look. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to the interior, Mike. This is in Quincy, by the way. Quincy, which is... Uh, is this the one that we went together to? No, if... we didn't go to Quincy. Okay, okay. All Dunkin' Donuts look the same. All right. The interior, Mike. Whoa. The big change, the big change is the bar. Wow. They now have like six kinds of cold beverages on tap. Hmm. They got green tea. They got dark rose, Dunkin' decaf, original Brent cold brew. And this guy in the photo is pouring a nitro, which, how did this become a thing? Why are we getting nitro coffees? I don't know. I'm not really into it. I just want my regular iced with almond milk. What's fact, nitro? I have iced. What's nitro? I don't, this is not something I know. I can't believe you're in tech and you don't know nitro coffee. <laughs> I blame nitro. your people, by the way, for this trend. What what is what sort of tech, what are we talking? Can about? I talk about tech people for a second? I Please. blame all tech people for the ridiculous evolution of coffee. First, it was cold brew. Yeah, we had iced coffee; it was perfectly fine. Now you want me to pay a dollar more for cold brew? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, now now nitro cold brew. What mm-hmm. I'm injecting? What this is like? It's like uh, it's like it's like seltzer with foam on top with coffee. It's ridiculous. I gotta pay two more dollars. I'm not paying for this. Anyway, I saw somebody order mm-hmm. nitro iced coffee with mocha and whipped cream. You should have seen what this with this Dunkin' Donuts team member had to go through to make that drink. Oh and the God. bar, it was a mess. They had, to, they had to get rid of all the foam to make room for the whipped cream. It was outrageous. Anyway, the Jeez. bar. They have the bar. They're pulling coffee now, which actually it's it's kind of nice, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that. And then, unfortunately, I can't show 
the image of the new Dunkin' Donuts case. They've moved the donuts to a case in front, like Starbucks breakfast. It's The donuts are no longer oh. positioned in the back. So the customer has much closer view of the donuts. And bagels hang off a little hanger system. Looks kind of silly. But... You know, I'm torn about this, Mike. At once, yeah. I kind of like the bar concept, even though I just got really upset about the cold brew and the nitro stuff. I kind of like mm-hmm. the bar concept. I don't like the wood paneling. Yeah. I feel like, you know, what are we doing here? Are we catering to the average man or now the tech, the tech bro? I feel like mm-hmm. Dunkin' Donuts is now kind of tech bro-ish, which... Okay. No offense, I know. You're in the industry. <laughs> I'm not a tech bro. That's a <laughs> I hate tech. I was just going to say about your comment about, uh, yeah, what is this thing with like, you know, you're an engineer and you work in Silicon Valley for like five years, make $5 trillion and then retire and like start trying to innovate coffee. I think it's because, you know, like software engineers are not, they're not really engineers, you know? So in the same way, you know, they get out and then they're thinking, I'm going to be, I'm going to do something cool. And so they, they start like trying to like manipulate the most basic element on the planet, which is just coffee. Like, why do you have to go through and all this, do this stuff with the coffee? So, hey, I'm right there with you, man. I, you should, uh, Harvard Square is nothing but venture-backed coffee at this point. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. All bomb-and-pop coffee shops have been run out of Harvard Square, and now we got Blue Bottle. Blue Bottle? You want me to pay six bucks for black? Are you, are you out of your goddamn mind? I'm sorry, man. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not a VP at Facebook. I'm sorry. And your little whiz-bang gadget there, little brouhaha, I got to sit here for 10 minutes and watch while I percolates my, 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 my coffee. I don't have time for this. I'm dropping my wife off at spinning, and I'm going home, okay? I'm not here to watch a performance. I'm here to get a cock coffee. And then we got this other one that just opened up, Milk Bar, which is just trash. I love Christina Tossi. Her stuff's cool, but this milk bar crap sucks. Anyway, sorry, I'm flying off the handle here. I just, you know, Cambridge, I got to get out of here. All right, man, can you can, can we at least get a score from a 0 to 10? What's your score <laughs> on that renovation? Oh, <laughs> oh, 0 to 10. I'd give it a I'd give it a I'd give it a 7 because I like oh. the bar. Okay, yeah, I like the All bar. Right. All right, so not so bad. All right. Well, hey, Matt. Sorry, everybody. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for anybody in that neighborhood. Seven out of ten. So, you know, do with that what you will. All right, All right Matt. Well, uh, that wraps up the show for today. Um, just uh, want to thank everybody um, who has bought us a chickie, um, bought us a coffee, and a big shout-out to MH Bongo hitting us with three more chickies. Thanks so much, man. Um, he actually left... A haiku for us, Matt. Oh, he said he wrote a haiku about the upcoming season called Kambini Cools Me. Here we go, Matt. Hot, humid, sultry, cold noodles. Ice cream, chew high, Kambini Cools Me. Mm. That sounds pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks so much, man. Um, so uh, to everybody else, Carrie G. St. Michelle, M.H. Bongo, Professor H., Matt D., Antonio Wake, Crew of Japan, Devin Pine, Bobby Judo, Anonymous 1 and 2. Thank you all so much. If you want to buy us a coffee, um, go to buymeacoffee.com slash Kambini 
choice. Um, and also, thanks to everyone who signed up for the newsletter. Um, we have to get those names up here as well. Um, if you want to check out the newsletter, it's kambiniboys.substack.com. Go there, give us a read, and hey, you know, if you like it, hey, we'd love to uh, have you on for the premium ride. Um, to everybody... <laughs> If you're listening on the podcast apps, uh, Apple Pod- Podcast, Spotify, leave a like. Um, you know, it helps people find the show. Um, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hey, everybody, um, as well, you know, subscribe and like. Um, and check us out on Twitter, where we're most active. Um, so, Matt, yeah, I think that wraps up the show for today. And as always, I'll see you at the Conbini. See you at the Conbini, Mike. <laughs>